Well, hello. Thank you for tuning in again to Viewpoints. I'm your host, Jordan Voiles, and I'm here with Sean Williams, our student pastor. How are you doing, Sean? Hey, Jordan. I'm good. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Um, so our topic today is what is God like? Uh, so we've been in this series about identity and how you... Um, how we've been completely kind of confused about spiritual identity, but I want to kind of dissect that, Sean. So let's just dive right in about spiritual identity. Yeah. So I think there's just such a huge amount of confusion yeah. about spiritual identity in the world. I mean, it's a question that people are answering. I mean, you you see it all over media. You see oh, yeah. it everywhere that you look. Uh, that people are just confused about who they are, who they're supposed to be. For sure. Uh, and one place that I saw it recently uh, was actually on, on Instagram. So mm. I, I, was, I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw this funny picture. Uh, it was a joke that somebody had posted where yeah. they took like a screenshot of Google. And the question was, can we go to heaven with tattoos? Mm. That's a, you know, that's a big that's question. That's a big question. That's a big question a, big a lot question. of people have. Yeah. Uh, and, but what's interesting about Google is that just about anybody can get on there and post what oh, they think sure. the answer is, mm-hmm. and then sometimes the algorithm will think that that's the right answer. And so the answer that Google provided to that question is that people with tattoos will not go to heaven. Wow. People who drink alcohol will not go to heaven. People who eat too much pork will also not go to heaven. <laughs> Short people will not go to heaven. And so just like this curveball there at the end. And if so, that's true, then I'm not going to heaven. <laughs> well, I think, I think short is relative. Uh, yeah, for, sure. Know, I, for sure. If, if we're comparing to Andre the Giant, then yeah. a lot of us are out. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But, you know, the first thing I did when I saw that was just kind of laugh. But then uh, almost immediately after that, I felt this kind of tugging from really? the Holy Spirit that was like, you got to open a dialogue in this because wow. this is just such a topic that people are so confused about. And so I just kind of invited some questions uh, down in the comments of that post mm. and immediately just got flooded with responses of people on, asking questions. On average, what is like the, the, the number of people that like actually comment on those pictures? Uh, on that that page is a pretty successful following. I think there was probably like twenty thousand comments. Okay, so quite a that, few people on that page. Yeah. Now, I didn't get that many replies. Sure, but I had probably fifty or so wow. re- responded to that comment. We're asking questions, everything from what is the difference between Islam and Christianity to why Gosh. does God make gay people and then keep them out of heaven mm. to if God is so good, why is the world broken? Yeah. These, these big questions, and so there's just obvious so much confusion about mm-hmm. identity. And I think a big reason for that is this truth that we've uncovered in this identity series is that we are made in God's image. We're made to reflect God's image. But how can anybody really do that if they don't know what God's like? Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's, I like what you said there about God's image. What is, for the listener today, what is God's image? Well, I think scripture is very clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you can look all over the place and find uh, some semblance of an answer, but I think scripture is very clear in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, it says, The Son is the image of the invisible God. That's good. Talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus, you know, he is God. He's part mm-hmm. of this trinity of Father, Son, and Spirit. And mm-hmm. Jesus Christ stepped down to earth to show us what God is like. Wow. We don't have to look any farther than the life of Christ, which we have four eyewitness accounts of. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. want to know what God is like. we got to look at the life of Jesus. Wow. So do you think it's pretty easy? I mean, obviously, I think it's easy to misunderstand what God's image is, but I like how you just plainly put it out there. The image of God is Christ. And if we want to reflect that, we have to be like Christ. But let's go into why do you think it's so easy to misunderstand God's image? Well, I think people look for an answer in everything except God. Mm -hmm. They they look for for an answer about God in everything else because you know, God is unseen. Mm-hmm. God is exists outside of time. He's not confined by our dimension or our mm-hmm. perspective. Uh, and we like to define things based on what we can understand. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Uh, so we we project our surroundings. Mm-hmm. We project our environments onto what we think God is like, and we let Absolutely. that affect it. So Absolutely. we look at these things that that's broken in the world. We look at the at the hurt that exists. We look at things like cancer. We look at yeah. war. We look at at pain and suffering and all of these these things that we all know mm-hmm. like that's just wrong. There's something mm-hmm. wrong about that. But then we take that and we just project that onto God. And we wow. say that must just be what God is like. Mm-hmm. You know, if God is all powerful, then that's just what he's like. If if he allows this, then he just must not be good. And so he can't right. be who he says he is. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much more to it than that. You know, God is not like the world. No. You know, he, he's not at all. Uh, God created the world. God created everything mm-hmm. for us to see him. Mm-hmm. But it was actually... The, the freedom of choice that he decreed mankind should have mm. is what, I mean, we took that freedom. We right. took that freedom. Like we had a choice to receive the love and the grace and the abundance that God was offering us. Wow. And we rejected it. Mm. And we've done that throughout all of history. We've rejected God who is perfection. And so the Absolutely. reason that there's brokenness in the world isn't because of God's imperfection, but because we have rejected perfection Absolutely. in place of our own desires. Absolutely. So we've talked about the image of God. We've talked about kind of how we misunderstand or it could be misunderstood about the image of God. You know, when we come to on a Sunday morning for the non-believer or maybe for someone who's been coming to church for a long time and they don't really understand this image or this all-powerful being and they hear someone like John or yourself that goes up there and says, you can come to him. That could be a little intimidating, right? Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about that. How can we have confidence going to this all-powerful God that we're supposed to reflect? Let's talk on that. Yeah, I think uh, confidence is not a word that many people would use to describe the way that they approach God. For sure. Uh, I think, you know, I've heard it time and time again from from people who, I, who I've invited to church, friends that I've had conversations with, and the common... Uh, rejection of it is like, mm-hmm. oh man, if I walked into church, I'd burst into flames, exactly, or, or something I've heard that like so that. Much. Yeah. Where they just think, you know, they're, they're not as, worthy. Yeah, yeah. We as people, we yeah. get so focused on our own mistakes, mm-hmm. on our own past, we're so focused on ourselves that we think that, man, if we were to really walk up to church in God's presence, that He would hate us yes. because of that. And it's just, again, it's one of the misunderstandings of God's character and God's image is mm-hmm. that He isn't hateful. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards people. Mm-hmm. We are we are his beloved creation. We're, mm-hmm. the, we're the pinnacle of creation. We were created to experience his love. Wow. Uh, you know, so, so many people, they get confused. They think that humans are just here, like, and all we're supposed to do is worship God, like we're yeah. just servants and slaves. But God created us to be the object of his love, yes. like the object that he would pour his love out towards. Nothing else in creation receives that. Mm. It's mankind. Wow. Uh, everything else in creation is for us to witness God's goodness and his love towards us. That's interesting. But we we get it so twisted, and it's part of this this trick that Satan likes to play, is that mm-hmm. he just wants to just slightly bend the truth of what God is like. Mm-hmm. And if he can distort our perception of God, then we start hiding away from him mm-hmm. because we don't really know what he's like, and we therefore we don't want to approach him with confidence. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a story in Scripture uh, around the time of, of King David. Mm-hmm. David and Goliath is a story a lot of people know, but one that is, I think, less well-known is David and Mephibosheth. Okay. Uh, and so Mephibosheth was this guy. He was a, a hard word to say. Uh, super easy, actually. <laughs> you know, it's it's a quick one syllable. Sure. Uh, just rolls off the tongue like all <laughs> Hebrew names do. Uh, but Mephibosheth was a descendant of King Saul, mm-hmm. uh, and after 
Saul and his son Jonathan were killed in battle, uh, all of Saul's descendants started r- rising up against David and going mm-hmm. to war with Israel because they wanted what David had. And so they were all defeated. And then you have Mephibosheth who is left. And Mephibosheth goes into hiding because he believes that David is going to punish him right. for the mistakes that Saul made, for the sure. mistakes that his other relatives made. And so he creates this separation between him and King David. He goes into hiding, and he loses everything. Like, mm-hmm. this was a grandson of the king. Like, he would have had it all, and he loses everything because of fear, because of mistakes from his own family members, and then his own shame and his mm-hmm. own fear pushes him into hiding, and he loses it all. Wow. And David calls him in and sends for him, and what he says is, is there anyone left in Saul's household to whom I can show God's kindness? Mm-hmm. And it's just a wonderful picture of what... King David was like is he just wanted to be this picture, this well of God's kindness to Mephibosheth. Mm-hmm. But Mephibosheth was so confused about who David was, he had no idea who he was that he didn't approach with confidence. Wow. But what happens is that David ends up fully restoring Mephibosheth. He gives him all of the land, all of the titles that would have been his as mm-hmm. a grandson of the king. Uh, and then not only that, he says that Mephibosheth, you will eat at my table, wow. at the king's table. And this is a beautiful picture of what God is like to us, Mm -hmm. that our inheritance is heaven. It's a place with him as his beloved. But we get so confused about God that we get so scared. And our own mistakes, maybe our family's mistakes, Mm -hmm. and our own fear drives us away from him. That's so good. Wow. But all God really wants to do is restore us to our inheritance and give us a place at the king's table. Gosh, wow. Would you, so to sum all this up, is that what you would use, that story, would you sum that up in that story for the people listening today? Yeah, I think whatever reason that you may have to not approach God with confidence, that reason is erased mm. in Christ. Wow. Our identity is fully restored in Christ. We are 100% viewed as children of the king. That is so good. The highest honor that somebody could have is to sit at the king's table, and that's the honor that we receive when we're found in Christ. Gosh, that's amazing. Sean, thank you so much for just kind of dissecting this. I know that it's like just listening to you talk is helping me, and I know it's going to help the listener um, as well. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we go, Sean, just tell us a little bit about the youth and kind of what's going on uh, with the students. Yeah, happy to. Man, it's been such a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're coming up on my one year of being here at Crestview, and it's, wow. it's been such a privilege just to be a vessel for God yeah. and just to be a witness of the way that He is working in these students' lives. We've mm-hmm. seen life change. We've seen addiction broken. Gosh. We've seen... Uh, anxiety and depression conquered Mm -hmm. in the name of Christ. It's not erased entirely because there are some things that we're always going to have to deal with while we're here on this earth. Of course. Uh, But just the triumph of Christ in these students' life has Mm -hmm. been been such a privilege to watch. It's it's such an affirmation, and God is doing amazing things. We're looking forward to this summer where we get to go to camp. There's no restrictions. Mm -hmm. We get to go to camp. What a blessing. We're going to host a camp at Crestview again Mm -hmm. in July, and there's just going to be all kinds of great things going on for the students. Can't wait to see it. Awesome. Well, Sean, we love you. Thank you so much again for being with us today and kind of just dissecting what is God like. We understand through Scripture that it's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance, and I think you just painted that beautiful picture for us today. So thank you. For the listener, God bless. We hope to see you next time.